Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to this gathering we call Breton Cliffs Flea Circus, a place for like-minded individuals and rubber band fans to meet every week. My yes. name's Cliff. Hello, Cliff. It's, it, it's, all, it's a meeting of minds, isn't it? That's what we like to say about it. It is. <laughs> Fellow travellers, welcome. <laughs> How are you? Th- that was a bit of a sinister opening, wasn't it, Cliff? Was it? That was meant, it was meant to be uh, genteel. Soothing. Oh, so yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, was it not? Did I miss it the wasn't. mark? You certainly did. It was like, <laughs> I don't know, it was like some gothic 80s TV show that kids shouldn't be watching. Okay, well, Chucky or I'll, I'll practice for next week. Try someone <laughs> else. We're we'll just trying different things. We'll go like, yeah. well, keep it fresh. That's all. Keep it fresh in that. You, I mean, it's, it's you, you put no effort in, so one of us has got to. <laughs> <laughs> no. We know that that's not true, don't we? You see, you've already started with insults, haven't you? Jibes. Jibes. Uh-huh. Your jibs and jibes. It's already started. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I've got to get them in early. We'll already talk for an hour. I've got to get them in. Oh, you get them all in. What if I forget about it? It gets to well, an hour I'll and like, oh, I forgot the jibes. Yeah, I like waiting at the end before I jib and jibe you. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know your game. Um... <laughs> that way it stays in people's memories. Brett, see. How's your yes. how's your week been? How's your week been? Tell us. Tell it's me about been it. fine. Oh, I will. Oh, you're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been fine. On Saturday, I went at the football match. Okay, which was nice. Uh, I went to Sunderland against AFC Wimbledon and we won. It was just <laughs> nice to be back at the match. But the AFC Wimbledon fans had a very good chant. Would you like to hear it? Let's do it. Have you recorded it? Football. <laughs> well, that was that chat. I think yeah, yeah. Loud clapping actually broke your microphone a bit, so I only heard the Did first they? clap. But I got, I got the gist. Well, of it, it was but... like clap, 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 football. Okay, well, it sounds like a chant from the early 1900s or something. It so, um, fair play. It's a good one. Do they have any others? Nah. What about only two of them. could do? Throw in. <laughs> they could do that, couldn't they? Lines person. Goal. 
indirect free kick. That would be yeah, a hard one. Scared, to do, it? do 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 so that's what I did. Okay. Well, well, remind us of the score again. I feel like we we're winning. 1 0. 2 1. That was a 1 0. Okay. It was 1 0, yes, sir. Go- so and and it was a goal from Mr. Winchester. Uh-huh. Oh, the, the, it was a deflection kind of thing, wasn't it? It was. Uh-huh. We also went for a meal before that. Um, it was very nice. It, it was a curry, but uh, the, the woman beside us was talking about an irritable balance <laughs> for his own <office. laughs> <laughs> it's not what you want to hear, is it? Well, the irritable at your patter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it was like a couple had gone out. The two <laughs> two blokes were sitting next to each other, and the two uh, women were sitting next to each other on the other table. They were just talking about their irritable bowels. <laughs> yeah, I can I can feel the bowels flaring up because of this this lad's crap. <laughs> Why would he go for a curry if he's still from the IBS? <laughs> This lad's chat beside us has got, I can feel me, <laughs> me balls. There you run us already. Are you blaming me? It's the wrong meal to go out for. And why are you doing it in the first place? <laughs> Within earshot. You know what you, I, I would imagine you probably didn't hear the part where she 100% would have said, But why should I deny myself the things that I love? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow I'll, I'll be in agony. Tomorrow I'll never be off that loo. But why? We'll if, regret it. We're going to regret this. You know, why should I not come out for a coma? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think the coconut will do do it in, in any favour. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that was what good. a lovely day. Uh-huh. And and you've just said off air <laughs> that uh, <laughs> you're going to the match this weekend as well. Yes, uh, we'll go, I'm going to match this weekend with Maybe the lovely wife. Thing, uh, well, maybe. Well, well it's for uh, my son because we bought him his first season ticket oh, right, to okay. go by himself him. with his mates. Oh, right, it, okay. Uh, so that's like a big thing, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it it, 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 it should in. do shit like that, man, shouldn't he? Uh, he's 15 and that. And well, that's, I remember that's when I got it's different football. when you go with your friends, isn't it? It's different sitting with me. Yeah, well, that was when I think I would, we said before, I got into football relatively late, and that's what really did it for me. I went with my dad to watch Newcastle Reserves a few times when Keegan was in charge, played at Gateshead Mm -hmm. Stadium. But um, it was Reedy, and, uh, you know, Reedy Reedy was a Sunderland fan, and I used to to spend a load of time at each other's houses and, playing out and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, we were 13, 14 and he was going to the games and it, it really dad would drive him and a, and a couple of the lads that we knocked around with to the, to the football. And, and it was because of that, I just went with him. Like when I was old enough to go watch a game on my own with them and his dad was taking us, um, it was suddenly could have easily been yeah. Newcastle. It could have, you know what I mean? It could have been anyone, but, uh, it just, I over the moon, it was Sutherland. I mean, is it, it's the same in it. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. You can be it's visible the in the Premier League, or you can be visible <laughs> in League One. It's about the same. My son came in uh, full of hell, actually, because he's invited you to his fantasy football league. Uh-huh, yes. And he came in full of hell that you were above him on alphabetical order. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> well, before it started. 
No, no, after the weekend's matches, I think he came in. I'm not happy about this, like. Cliffs above us in alphabetical order. Shut at that, like. Well, why? Because we had the same yeah, points. Well, at same points, but you're called Arsenal or something, aren't you? Don't I, Brett, that is a, that's a real team, by the way, that Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> my, my team is called the rather hilarious Arcelona. Oh, yes, that's it. But I did add the arse bit in. You said you put up, yes. Well, I mean, Arsenal is what you said with bit. Arsenal. <laughs> I says Arsenal. Yeah, but that's the name I, of the team. I, I, I over-accentuated the A <laughs> rather than doing anything, didn't I? <laughs> Actually. What, what you've been up to then? What have I been up to? Um, I have uh, well, I watched a telly show that I think is there's, there's a bit of buzz about it. It's an HBO one called uh, The White Lotus. Have you heard of it? No. Is it about a white lotus? It's about a luxury Hawaiian resort called The White mm-hmm. Lotus. Are the rooms not done in the first episode? Is that, that the problem? Somebody's in the wrong room. Does that? Oh, uh, shit. Um, yeah. Somebody loses their luggage for a little bit. Takes a bit long to get to the room. <laughs> Wasn't there a BBC programme just like on for years about that? Like it was Death in Paradise that or something. Thing, but that was about the cops, right? In was it? I didn't know. Like I watched it. Bloody awful. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I thought this was great. It's very stylish. I thought it was excellent, but it is one of those. Well, what's um, in a boot? Well, it's about these unlikable people going to a resort. Well, actually, it starts with a guy in an airport about where you realise he's about to leave and go back home. And uh-huh. this couple are like, uh, oh, where have you been on holiday? And he says, oh, yeah, I've been uh, to the White Lotus. And they were like, oh, Ooh. did somebody not die there recently? And he goes, oh, right. yeah, I'd rather not talk about it. And they're like, Ian, on your, are you on your own? And he was like, well... Um, I came with my wife, and they're like, "Well, where's she now?" And he's like, "Honestly, just leave us alone." So, and then she's it goes, the dead one. So she's either Maybe. the dead one or something's happened. So that's yeah. Uh, and then it, all you see this one episode is people turn it up, and you get the the inklings of what the characters are like. Um, so like an Agatha Christie type thing. Yeah, it might be like that, but it's it's yeah. very, very, very stylish. It's like a very polished right. kind of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, so I watched that. Um, I've been at work really. Um, I tell you what, I've been listening to do today. The good news for or big news for Beatles fans is that there's announced the Let It Be um, reissue and remastering and all of that stuff that's going to come out hand in hand with the. Uh, the film, the new version mm-hmm. of the film that's going to be on yeah. Disney, isn't it? Um, I've listened to them over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But you, you texted uh, when I was in North Shields, didn't you? With the, when I was with the Fish Eats, with the yes. sad news, mm-hmm. Charlie Watts. I'm sure you want to talk about him. And I think there's been a lot written about Charlie Watts the last few days, obviously, because he's, I mean, he is a le- an absolute legend. And mm-hmm. seemingly a total gent. Um, very, such a smartly dressed guy and super cool. You know, he's like, he's the coolest of the stones because the rest of them try so hard to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't need like, to try. He doesn't need to try. And there's so many good stories about him and, and just how kind of effortless he was. And mm-hmm. and he's and 
musicians and drummers seem to think he's, you know, he has style all of his own. A little bit like Ringo, um, mm-hmm. you know, when he dies, if he's not immortal, which I'm starting to think he might be, um, they'll be the same. He'll finally, he'll finally get a little bit of appreciation that he does. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah, that like, was really sad. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. I mean, I'm not a massive Stones fan at all. I, I, I've, I don't own a, a, a Rolling Stones uh, record or anything like that at all. A couple of CDs and stuff like uh, that, the greatest hits and things. But yeah, obviously a legend. Like, he'll also um, got some like quite shocking, sad news today. There's a guy, Dave Harper, um, who's the drummer in. Frankie and the Heartstrings, Sunland Band, who are oh really? I'm not going to pretend I was friends with them, but I did know them when back when I used to be in the band. We used to play in the same pubs, and we, we were always chatting. And, and I know his wife. Um, obviously, I haven't seen her for a long time since I moved out here, but, but we've got a, a hell of a lot of mutual friends. Um, he's only a couple of years older than us, and he was a big, big part of the Sunland music scene. Uh, you know, right. he, ran, he ran pop wrecks and set up pop wrecks uh-huh. up and put gigs on and all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, he's a character that anybody who met him will never forget. Uh, he is the epitome. If, if Sutherland is ever going to put a statue up of anybody who made a difference to their music scene, it should be Dave Harbour because he's proper like bloke who galvanized the music scene was always trying to do something different. So very, very uh-huh. sad news today about that. Um, well, that is. But, you know, I, I didn't know. He, he will be remembered in a lot of ways by a lot of people. So uh, that's. Uh... You want to talk about something funny? Should we talk about emu? <laughs> Let's talk about emu. Why not? Let's talk about the the chaotic world or the not so chaotic world actually of emu. It should be a lot more chaotic in my view, shouldn't it? Um, Emu's world. Emu's that's what it is. World. Emu's world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's full of kids. 1982 series is 1982. 82, aye, to 88. And it uh, it went through changes and stuff like that. The pink windmill thing, I think, is was the one I was more familiar with. Yes, but this is robot. based on the pink windmill. Yeah, it's based on the pink windmill. But it went through, like, kind of changes and stuff yeah. like that as kids TV was changing and, and things. Uh-huh. But, yeah, this one's uh, it's a very sort of Disney-esque Wizard of Oz type I couldn't believe what thing, I was watching. It? I could not believe what I was watching. <laughs> I, think I, I can guess like why you couldn't believe Lot, what you all, were watching. All of it, absolutely all of it. Um, so this is Emu's world for anybody who doesn't know what Emu is, who he is. Also, with these captor Rod Hull. Um, Rod Hull yeah. is a like light entertainment guy who made his name in Australia before moving back to England, where he's from. He also had a few appearances on American TV and Canadian TV, which I watched today. Um, mm-hmm. But mainly from the early 70s to the late 80s, he was on UK TV all the time with kids TV shows and on, on the chat shows. And stuff like that. He was, that was his main thing, I think. Yeah. Um, basically, he is a light entertainment man, an unlikely uh TV star, I would say, and his appearance and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And his thing was that he had uh, an emu puppet that his Mm -hmm. hand was in. He had a fake arm, like as if it was his arm holding the emu. And really, he was controlling emu's face, mouth and neck uh, with his actual arm. 
And his thing was that he just used to attack people with emu uh-huh. and, and get away with it. And it's a bit sinister, a bit scary, I think. I always used to think it was a bit intimidating. Um, yeah, but also quite funny. And also funny, there are some really funny things if you watch clips of it. But I would say the first episode of Emu's World from 1982 is not one of them. <laughs> I would completely agree with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? it, it it's where... If you had a puppet, it was it was perfectly acceptable for Rod Hull to go around attacking people, attacking isn't it? People Which is just a very very actually. strange. Yeah, I mean, I've I've read some interviews with people he's with. Some of these people might have been a little bit nefarious and stuff like that, because as he it sort of went towards the end of his life, he he was bankrupt and stuff like that, and all these people had deserted. Yeah. yeah. Completely left him, so you know these people might have been jealous of him or whatever. I don't know, but mm-hmm. he, he would just grab men and women in yeah. various places, wouldn't yeah. he, with the emu and things? Yeah. But that's not what he was famous for. He was famous for just attacking presenters, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and on TV shows, and the emu would get angry and attack them. And the thing was, he would mm-hmm. always kind of half-heartedly try and stop it and then he'd end up in a fight with the emu with the emu fighting yeah. himself rolling around on the floor brett mm-hmm. do you think this man ever had therapy <laughs> <laughs> well uh, why would you need therapy when it's it's being broadcast on you know sometimes live television to this the masses. Is a man who's literally wrestling with a pretend version of himself. It is completely <laughs> insane. But don't you think that ventriloquists and stuff like that are insane as well? I of mean, we were talking about the mimes before, mm-hmm. how they're annoying, right? And the statues, them people who pretend to be statues, they're annoying. Yeah. But ventriloquists aren't, are they? But the, 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 the kind of the bridge the gap. Yeah. You know the thing about the statues? Uh-huh. The thing with the statues is, right, you, you put it like a quid in that bucket or whatever and you get a picture taken with them, right? Right. But Every, why? Everything's still in a picture, Brett. Everything. It is. It, that's true. Unless be, you're, you're doing a video. They could be really, really shit at it and still it would look uh-huh. great in a it would. picture, wouldn't it? That is, that is exactly true. I mean, to be honest, and quite gladly... It's been a number of years since I've interacted with one of those. Statues. I saw one uh, in Cyprus. You know what? The, so we were just there a couple of weeks ago, like I said uh, last week, or whatever. Um, and what I realised is what I've, what I do. The one thing I do like about these fellas is when you see them walking to where they're going to set up, and they've got that. And <laughs> like, yeah, how did they get there? They're all dressed in the silver. <laughs> as soon as anybody looks at them, they've got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> the silver fucking uh, top uh-huh. and tails. Uh, Any interaction whatsoever. <laughs> like he, he goes to get on the bus or whatever, and the bloke goes, "Yes, where where you want to go?" <laughs> what people can't see <laughs> is we're doing freeze frames at each other. <laughs> you've got to look away. You've got to look away. That's you've got. Then I'll show. I'll show you, you me popcorn. You've got to pay me a pound. <laughs> Never paid for a bus in his life. <laughs> yes. Wait, where did they get set up? Well, maybe guys? that's how it started. It's a scam to get on buses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, how? What would they do if he, he was like one foot on the bus, one foot on the curb, 
Someone looked at him and he, he just stayed there like a statue. What could they do? Look, mate, you're going to have to move. Got to wait until somebody's paid so he can tip his hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're anyway, freaky. Anyway. They're freaky, aren't they? But ventriloquists, that's perfectly acceptable, isn't it? It's, just, it's funny. It's not creepy like a mime or, um, no, it's creepy. you know, the, the I mean, statue. Seen do you think Anthony it's creepy? Hopkins. Yeah, I mean those. Oh, I've got a couple of pictures that I'm going to put on uh, on the Twitter of a, yeah. a few ventriloquist dummies that I think you'll enjoy. Okay, put it that way. Well, the books. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, they're not. I know you like that. I know you're that kind of guy. <laughs> and he has you trying to say, "Why is Rod Hall doing this?" <laughs> you know exactly why he's doing it, Cliff. <laughs> I just loved anything like that. I, I didn't like the mimes and shit, like I've said, but I loved anybody who had a doll. I loved anybody who could throw the <laughs> who could throw the voice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> anybody with a monkey, anybody with a, a you know a duck. I would just love it. Hope, I would love all that stuff. Keith Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or spit the dog. I would just think it would. I would. Re, I would think it was really funny. And the thing is. Everybody at that time, it was like the time of the Royal Variety performance, yeah, yeah, yeah. where that was a big thing, and everybody loved that stuff, didn't mm-hmm. they? But it was I think an it was artist, wasn't it? I think it's different. Well, certainly, times, certainly with Mr. Rodney Hall, <laughs> he's he's the most chaotic of them all, isn't he? So his he's big just break, a nutcase. His big break was on the 1972 Royal Variety performance, um, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, uh, when the Queen Mother was, you know, they all have to shake the hands and all yeah. that. In the big line, mm-hmm. he uh, emu uh, bit the Queen Mother's bouquet and destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. and that was how he got his yeah. big break. But he gets away with it though, doesn't he? Because he's got the bird. I mean, it's him doing it, but he, he gets away with it, even with the Queen Mother. Everyone thinks it's a big laugh and that. I wonder if he grabbed the Queen Mother by the throat. That would have been <laughs> it was a lot like over better, the mouth, it? wasn't it? He used to do like over yeah. people's mouths, and I will crack up every time I see it. Uh-huh. Is when Emu does that thing where the, his top beak comes in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just retracting just a little. It's retracting, like yeah. it's just funny, isn't it? Like I'll, it's, I'll, po- I'll always, it's poised to strike. I'll always have a little it? laugh at that. It's like he's been told uh-huh. off, and he's like, uh-huh. "Oh no, I've been told off again." But then he goes, yeah. "That's after that, he's more more potent." After that, I think. <laughs> he's, he's definitely strike. more fun. <laughs> have, have you ever yourself dressed up in any outfit like that? Where, whereby you, you know, you've got a fake arm or what have you? No. <laughs> have you not? I mean, there's that time when I used your penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that didn't count. We were talking about that. <laughs> not as funny as asleep. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> Or pretend to be. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I saw Rod Hull and Emu in the flesh, mm-hmm. in the feathers. <laughs> you were at Bent Park in South Shields. Were you there? When was this? Were you there? No. No? No. Well, they were there I, live, I a that. live performance. And actually, I'm saying Bent Park. I think it was Gypsy's Green, which was anybody who's not from South Shields is probably like, you can't say that. But that is the literal name, That's the name of, of it, an so athletic can, right? stadium. So we're allowed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, 
a huge thing. There was, um, I remember grub, grub bags came out. Well, Wardy, our good friend Wardy was there. I think I was with him. And uh, grub bags came out singing Great Balls of Fire. I used to be fucking terrified of grub bags, by the way. <laughs> like, Do you know absolutely what? terrified of it. I was, when I watched this program back for the first five seconds or so, I was pretty taken aback by it and scared of her. <laughs> what now? As I, as I was as a kid. Huh? It didn't it didn't take as long to, to get out of that when I, I was quite attracted to her. Um, I, I would agree with that. And also I would say she's the best performer in the show. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's got a wonderful singing voice as well. I think she was a singer, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, so really good. But yeah, so they were on it uh, in Shields and there was a big show. Yeah, I met, um, I definitely got the autograph of, I think there was a robot whose name was Robot Redford and I got his autograph. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> did you did you ask Rod Hull for his, uh, his, Hull? his autograph when he tried to do it with his fake arm, I like off Mr. Foot? Straight out of there on a helicopter or something <laughs> as soon as it finished. <laughs> did, he, did he demand green jelly <laughs> for the autograph? Jelly? <laughs> I have him. So I mean that's another thing. Rod Hull also got a bit of a second wind, not him himself, but on in the nineties, uh, Lee and Heron, so Stuart Lee, Richard Heron, who were like super cool comedians at the time, had a show called Fist of Fun, and they had a character yeah. played by the actor Kevin Eldon. Uh, mm-hmm. called Not Rod Hull, who was just a guy who pretended to be Rod Hull in order to swindle green jelly out of, out yeah. of the pair of them. And he had a and pretend he was minus fake arm. the emu, wasn't he? But he had a yeah. fake arm all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the funniest bit about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was just, that was class. That was absolutely, that I, was I used to love that. was only on for a couple of series, it was that, wasn't it? It, wasn't series, on for yeah. uh, it was great. Really, really good. It was. It was um, good. So, yes, uh, Rod and Evie, uh, we're all mm-hmm. over the place a bit here talking about it because it's like. So just like Rod Hull? It's wrapped up in so many different memories, isn't it? Because you just remember him attacking TV hosts. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I saw the Parkinson interview or anything like that, which is the main the, yeah. the thing that put him on the map. Yeah, I've seen it since, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So it, your memory gets muddled and stuff like that. Or did I say that, or did I not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I recently watched the uh, Johnny Carson one in America, yeah. where he did the same thing to Johnny Carson, uh-huh. um, and he, he's he's sitting next to Richard Pryor, who's recently had a facial surgery, yeah. right? Because he set himself on fire, free based in cocaine. And he's been warned not to grab any of them. Does he listen? No, he doesn't. No, he, doesn't. he goes, he goes for prior. I know. Well, you would. That is, but, the, that is but also the thing is, that, isn't it? if he didn't do it, he's got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what they've got. Why did they get him on if they, if they signed it into like, the contract? Imagine, but, don't but, do this. This is my fucking gig. This is what I do. I, literally, he's literally. What's he going to do? Like a, just a, an interview. He's got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, I, the only thing he does is grab people's faces with a pretend bird. Yeah. Like, you're allowed it. to get the coffee. You're allowed <laughs> to get the coffee. That's so all yeah, you're allowed so to. Grab. I watched that today as well. There's a mm-hmm. clip, which I think got went a bit viral recently, like in the last couple of years. Anyway, I saw people sharing it on Twitter and stuff like that. You may have seen it where Emu's looking through like the freezer section of Asda or something like that. Have you seen this clip? No. <laughs> we'll need to find it and put it on Twitter because it's amazing. And it shows really what 
Rod Hull, how good Rod Hull is with this, because the main thing is Rod Hull's always talking to someone or whatever, he's having a normal conversation, and he's so good at the fact that this bird is doing its own thing. Like it it must be yeah. actually pretty hard to kind of separate what you're doing with this bird and make uh-huh. sure it's doing all the stuff that it needs to do and have mm-hmm. the little looks and the mouth going and all that stuff while you're uh-huh. doing something else, which is the laughs come from that. So this uh-huh. clip, he's like, like I say, he's in the freezer section of Asda or something. And like Emu's like looking in the freezer and he, Emu grabs Rod Hull's back and flips him into the big chest freezer of the supermarket. And Rod Hull, like, kind of, it's like a, a forward flip into the thing. Yeah. Like, propelled only by his own arm with an EP on the side of it. It's incredible. Right. Uh, I'll have to have a look at I that. I think, like, the physical comedy aspect of it is actually pretty impressive. Like, for Rod Hull. I, I think so. I, I just, I, I, the fact that it's chaotic and, and that he is grabbing people and people are quite accepting of the fact that he's doing it. With the, because it's it's a it's a bird or whatever on his arm, even though it's him, I just find that amazing how people just buy into it. And say, ah, that's fine, you know. That, that's okay. People saying he was inappropriate, right? But uh, I mean, you could. Easily... How can he not be if he's just grabbing everything? <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> that's grab. the thing. The thing is, Michael. The thing is, when you've got emu on your arm, you can grab anything. <laughs> <laughs> The world's your oyster. But the thing is, right? He never did any interviews without Emu, so nobody actually talked to him about the fucking well, sight, the sight yeah, behind the character and all that stuff. But nobody wanted to talk talk to just Rod Hull, did they? If they didn't have Emu with them or whatever, then they'd kick off. I think I watched a documentary about many. He ended up like resenting. Yeah, Emu so that he stuff. like he had him. He was like. Decaying in a cupboard, wasn't he? He wouldn't like open yeah. the door because he, uh-huh. he like just came to define everything. Like nobody cares about me. I was because he, he wanted to be a comedy writer and stuff like that, and he, he wasn't able to. And one of his later appearances on TV, it might be in his last one actually, was like at a, a, an award ceremony, and he, he just turned up without the emu, and the like the wall kicking off. Where's where's <laughs> emu? Well, you didn't say, you know, and my emu would have rod hole on it. Wasn't so that old was he when he died? He died in 1999, yeah. um, which, I mean, we we definitely shouldn't laugh at it, but he slipped off. Yeah, roof I mean, if you want to go, you know, it's a good way to go, I think, isn't it? But, I mean, That's why is he say. doing, why? If you're it's, it's because on the blink, would you be like, oh, I'll just go on the roof and fucking sort it out? Well, he's, he's done it he, he done a thousand times. He's, he's got no money. He had a big mansion. He's lost all of his money. And he, 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 the only place that he could get was this like cottage, which was isn't even a cottage. It's just like a hut, really, for twenty quid a week. So it's like you know, run down and stuff like that. And if he, he'd been up there loads of times trying to fix the area or what have you, and the football was on. Rod, what you doing, man? Ah, I've been up there loads of times, man. I've done <laughs> a lot of times, man. But there's always that one time. Do you know what I mean? Definitely a, tra- a tragic death. But there you but, go. But a funny uh, one. Uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, if I die, I'd like it to be funny. If I die. Do you know I what mean, I mean? You, you, Brett, it's you better will, than just will like, die. I did not. <laughs> 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 Don't say that. No. If, no! If. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't break the news. Sorry, that, I'm, that I'm, I'm gonna sorry. die. 
Somebody should I mean, have sat you on. down. Come on, to explain this before that. Before you just broke the news to us in that abrupt way. Jesus. So yeah, if I die, I would uh, I would like to die in a in a comedic way, I think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't I'm, want to I just can, get the gangrene. I'm sure I can make that happen. But um, anyway. Or die, to... die with the bomb worms eating us, which I think is the way that I'm definitely going to go. I don't... I've, I'm fed up with talking about the bum worms. Like, I don't well, but it. it's, it's always on my mind, Cliff. Why? Uh, anyway, back up. to Emu's World, 1982. Yes. Rod Hull ended yes. up with his own children's TV show, which Why? is terrible. So episode one, yes. series one, Emu's World. This show is 19 minutes long, right? 19 minutes. Uh-huh. The intro, the intro song... Lasts for six of those minutes. <laughs> it does indeed. And I, I think, I I think it's like, the best bit of the whole I was like, as well. 90 minutes, this must be like part one. Like, it can't be going on for this yeah. long. It, mm-hmm. So it, it actually starts with uh, our our friend Grubbags, the baddie of the piece, and uh, something that doesn't get any introduction, but really, really should. She's Croc. got a, li- a little... Crocodile yeah. guy in a suit, crocodile suit, which is the weirdest outfit. It's so weird that outfit that he's wearing. It's it is a little bit odd. It, it was lifted directly, I think, from Flash Gordon. Borrowed <laughs> yeah. it from yeah, Flash yeah, yeah. Gordon. Just look exactly <laughs> like that. Um, uh-huh. This weird furry crocodile that's uh, kind of like slave and and helper who is uh, a proper sad sack. He sounds like he's from. He sounds. He's like Morrissey or something. He sounds like he's weird. <laughs> he sounds um, like Morrissey. He um, <laughs> and she keeps attacking him. She's got this scepter zapper stuff. Yeah, she's got a weird hand on the end that she uses uh-huh. to do her spells. And anyway, she the hates buzzer her. or something. Is that she what it is? A buzzer. A buzzer. I think like she it. says. Yeah. Uh, she hates uh-huh. Rod Hull and Emu. We're not sure why. Um, she says she wants to take over the world by. Captured emu who can control all the kids. Yeah, that was the most sinister bit of the whole thing, wasn't it? How can emu control all of the kids? How how was he able to do that? I've got no idea. And how is your plan on separating the emu from? (laughs) Maybe she hasn't worked it out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I don't particularly understand. What do you think of the actual emu? Like, what do you think of the bird itself? It's a bit shit, isn't it? It's a bit uh, shit. Its legs are really funny. <laughs> its legs are funny. I mean, it's shit. I mean, the most important thing about it is its head, because yeah. that's the thing that keeps it yeah. attacking. But it's like or in, in this instance, just ruffling kids' hair gently. <laughs> but its neck, in its you can it's like a sleeve. You can see where the joint is on the thing. It's, so yeah. bad. it's a pretty bad. And thing. I don't like its limp legs. No, I mean the hand as well. The hand. It's awful, isn't it? What, the fake always hands, awful. Like... The fake hands are always terrible. It's always contorted. Well, that's it's why that Fist of Fun sketch was so funny. Yeah, that's what, exactly <laughs> why. Because yeah. they concentrated on that hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it what was... happens is Grop Bags has got this, and then all of a sudden you see like a real like, kind of Disney-style troupe of kids dancing and singing this emu's world song 
uh-huh. in a state uh, like a country park of a, or the, the grounds of a stately home or something like that. Something like that. I don't know where it is. They're all them. doing like dance moves where they're like, you know, like proper showbiz hands and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff while they sing this song. And then Rod Hull in a pink suit and top hat with Emu turns up and starts singing. It's it's Emu's world. Uh, and he's He's out of place, that guy. Like he's not. I mean, he's out of place. He shouldn't be with any of these kids. He, he shouldn't be. He really, really shouldn't be. Uh, how are you? This was ever allowed? I've got no idea. I don't. I, I mean, don't he like does. It. He just ruffles the kids' hair. No, the one. So all right. So they've got a song. This song lasts for five minutes. And yes. I particularly love this. There's kids from like I don't know, like five up to about ten, probably in this massive group of kids singing the song and just before the end there's two older ones on a plinth doing some more <laughs> involved moves and one of them yeah. it went back on it and I like I spat me drink out of this guy there's a there's a lad um I mean we shouldn't I will laugh because you know at this time at different times let's say it's, it def- me, it's definitely different times and it isn't makes it? me think of when we were at school and there was a guy like this who was quite flamboyant and wanted to be in the dance clubs. And I don't mean a specific mm-hmm. guy, but you know, I think in our, it, when we were growing up, there was one guy who was that one who wanted to be. Uh, yeah, there must be one in every school or whatever. Um, and this fella was obviously in, he was in the Rod Hall and Emu, Emu's world opening credits. And he uh-huh. is proper going for that dance. And it like honestly, I spat my drink out when I saw it. It was so funny, like the moves that he's doing. It just yeah. made his laugh. Like, bless him, whoever he is. He's proper going I for it. I think they were it's a dance school, isn't it? That they're all from a particular dance school or what have okay. you. So they're all pretty much drama kids in that. Yeah. They're all probably going for it, aren't they? Does the show you, doesn't have any it's rubbish, isn't it? Like the show I mean, well, it, to be honest. None of it makes any sense, does it? <laughs> the, the the whole point of it is that that Grubbox wants to get Amy because he controls children or whatever. Like he's got superpowers for some reason, but he, everybody knows that's not the case. His only superpower is to attack middle-aged men and women. <laughs> and so women. that yeah, so that that doesn't make any sense. So it's like a, a load of song and dance or two song and dance. Well, numbers, yeah. So that starts. But like stretched that. for like. 10 minutes of the <laughs> like thing. This is literally oh, six minutes, this opening credits, and it comes in at the end of it. They all kind of come in the windmill. Um, they're in the windmill. And, <laughs> Do they? Uh, <laughs> so they start tidying up the hay that's in there because it's also like the stables inside the windmill. Also putting barrels against the door to get there. <laughs> Make sure grub box doesn't come yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Barrels of uh, oil, crude oil. <laughs> that's what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or more likely to be some kind of uh, sedative. (laughs) 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 That that whole whole, whole secretes away. Um, Oh my goodness. um, (laughs) So that finishes and they're all in the windmill and the little kids are in and they're all like, oh, welcome everyone. And they all must live with Rod and and Emu in the windmill. Um, And then there's a knock on the door. And I remember when we were kids, right? So the later uh-huh. series of this, 
They used to yeah, the, there was always a knock on the door and you used to think there's somebody the at the door. The door. There's somebody, somebody at the door. Somebody at the door. The door. Yeah. They, they hadn't worked that song out in the first episode, had they? Because they just no. all chanted, there's a knock on the door. There's a knock on the door. There's a knock on the door. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously the rough cut. This, isn't it? It's the, it's the pilot episode. They haven't worked out. So that's the put so. thought, well, that's what we need to make that a bit more jovial. <laughs> <laughs> need to make that better. It's like one of one of Cliff's tales. I mean, like they had been conditioned, yeah, with some yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and who knocks on the door? Just a child that wasn't part of the initial group. <laughs> just, really. a ch- just a lonely child who's who's found her way to the, the pink windmill, <laughs> who who was seemingly on hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> How is she? What, what do you do, the little girl? Well, I uh, uh, paint pictures of God's lovely earth. That's what I do. Do you? With <laughs> what drugs have the blind And do you tell stories about it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Have you met Emu? Would you like to stroke him? And Emu's like picking away at her hair. And she's uh-huh. like, like most kids on TV shows, which we've talked about before. Um, he's like, oh, so what do you do? She's like, uh, I, I go to school. He's like, okay, you go to school. Is it good at school? And he's not very good at this bit, to be honest. Is he? <laughs> he's, he's not good at that bit. Is he? He's, he's like, not yes. talk. He's not good at talking to the kids. <laughs> uh, he's good at attacking the adults. Yeah, that's, that's his strength. And she's like, mm-hmm. uh, I um, sing songs. Okay, and so she's like a bit shit, and he's a bit shit. And then she says. Oh, now draw pictures of God's lovely earth. Okay, right, that's out of nowhere. And it is lovely, isn't it? Paul? It <laughs> is yeah, lovely. it is. It is lovely, isn't it? That's what he says. <laughs> and then he says, "And what else do you do?" And she says, oh, "I write uh, poetry." And he says, uh-huh. "Oh, okay, poetry. Have you what? Have you got a poem for us?" She says, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got one about winter." And he goes, "Oh, God, a poem about winter. That's good, isn't it?" She goes, "It's not cold winter." <laughs> <laughs> it's called winter yes, morning. And he goes, okay, winter morning. And then she goes, that, This is the pristine moment when the EU <laughs> should attack. Yeah, fuck. Oh. Oh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> and then she comes alive. The, the power of poetry like takes over. It, it, she, yeah, she's so eloquent. She's been schooled, hasn't she? Well, doing I mean, this so poem. eloquent the way she it's uh, brilliant. Like, this poem. It's excellent. It is quite a good mm-hmm. poem. I quite like it as well. I um, like it as well. I think and then when it finishes, really it just finishes and they move on to something else. <laughs> yeah. I think Grobbags turns up and attaches a think... rod hole to some mobile and whizzes them off or something yeah. like that. Grobbags. And that's falls... it, isn't it? Grobbags falls through the ceiling because she pulls the steering wheel off a flying machine that she uses mm-hmm. to go and see them. Um, then she looks, all the kids hide and she finds Rod Hull and Emu in this little cupboard um not before he pinches her ass and she says "Ooh, that's very personal <laughs> that's personal apparently that, that i've watched another one as well because i remember it being better than this yeah but you sure, know yeah, this yeah. first episode so like i watched one of the the pink windmill ones and that was more of what i remember it as this quizzes going on and yeah, like stuff literally like that nothing. This is like the laziest. There's nothing happening. TV show yeah. ever. You've got a five minutes wrong. You've got him just talking to a girl who recites a poem. 
Grub Bias comes down and it's really weird and quiet. Like there's no like audience laughter or anything like that when she's looking for Emu. She puts a spell on so that when he touches the machine, which is fixed somehow, he can't get off. So when she flies away, he's attached to it. Mm-hmm. They, f- they get away because it ra- rain falls and rain washes away the spell, which is fucking weird. Um, yeah. And then you go back in the windmill. What's this? It's a, it's a band. It's a steel drum band playing <laughs> a lovely Calypso song. Yeah, but there's one young man who's absolutely meant at it. Uh-huh. Isn't he? He's absolutely he's going his ends and stuff like uh, class. Yeah, I mean, can you remember I'm, at school, Cliff, like at random events where it would be like an orchestra would come in or whatever, uh-huh. and sometimes it would be a Calypso band doing a, a bit of the Star Wars. Well, that's what I was saying. So the the eighties, there was obviously a surplus of steel drum Calypso <laughs> bands because they would always pop up with me. I've never seen Boston one would. in the last ten years. No, no, <laughs> like, they've disappeared. They? I mean, what a shame. I think it, it, it may well be because uh, what the last prime ministeress uh, deported all of the Caribbean people back to where they came from. That might be why. Well, that, that is yeah. disgraceful. Well, I mean, let's shame, get them back kids, in. Kids won't get to hear the Calypso songs anymore. But it was in the 80s. Those, though, everywhere, those people it? with the bongos have been uh, deported, Cliff, in a visa. In a visa, yeah. I wonder about the, the panpipe guys in Durham. And, well, uh, well, <laughs> I, I tell you what. We went to North Shields, right? Is it? They were, they were there, but they were taxi drivers. <laughs> <laughs> the wife said, they're the panpipe people. I says, don't be racists. She went, no, they're the panpipe people, <laughs> right? The people up here, the panpipes. And the, the taxi drivers now, she couldn't believe it. So what, when you, so in, instead of being a band in the high street playing uh, getting yeah. a taxi and they just stick the CD on and then try and fog you it <laughs> when yeah. you're on your journey or they could try and play it while they were driving couldn't they they could can, try and do that yeah can you do as El Condor Passa again <laughs> <laughs> why Why is your, your window slightly down and there's a pan pipe stuck in the middle of it there seems to well, be I'm glad little, you asked there's a little breeze Coming in the taxi. Yeah. <laughs> What's that noise? Well, I'm glad you ask. I'd rather I be a hammer than a nail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so the anyway. fish eats now, then. Anyway, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? So the the <laughs> Calypso know. guys come. The Calypso mm-hmm. song finishes. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that, everybody. <laughs> That's it. And the thing is, right? Rod Hall's like he's he's had experience of working in children's TV and things, and he's just done no nothing whatsoever, has he? He's, he's, so he's late, not I put any thought it. into massive it. song, tiny little bit of a plot, Calypso band, the end. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean, he was he was in Skippy and all that kind of stuff uh-huh, in Australia. Yeah, just no thought whatsoever. But it does get better with the windmill thing because I watched it and there was a quiz and the phones didn't work and it was live. So that was good. And you know what the uh, the, the main prize was on that thing? Okay. It was a rally bike. Oh, one that I had as a nice, kid. Nice. Exactly. Okay, a that's BMX. That's rally good. burner. 
So yeah, so, that's yeah. Uh, Emu's world. Uh, we will 100% be tweeting out some Emu clips because that is the best thing about this. And I'll try and find the freezer one because it's so good. Um, that's it. Yeah. As, it sounds like you've got a kind of puppet quiz or something. So should we do that? Yeah, I've got a puppet quiz, but I also missed out some of that at the start, but I'll have to do it next week because it, um, it's a point of views letters from 1987. You've got to work out what they're talking about. Okay, well, I'll do I'll, it next time then, yeah. I'll do it next week. So we'll do the we'll do the quiz, but you've answered most of the questions anyway, okay, yes. haven't you? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't you have. Which puppet duo had a hit in the 90s with Them Girls, Them Girls? <laughs> that was uh, our friend from last week, Zig and Zag, wasn't it? It was indeed. Can you remember how it went? I think it was uh, like Shaggy. It was a bit like a Shaggy. It was like Shaggy, it? but uh, you normally you normally like doing that, don't you? You normally, you know, I'm changing you enjoy ways. it. Have you changed your ways, I have you? I checked myself there. <laughs> right, check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Right. Uh, on the song, I Wish I Could Fly by Keith and Orville, what do the other birds say about Orville? He's incontinent. That he's daft. He's daft. He's daft. <laughs> he is daft. He's he is a, daft, isn't he? He's, he's uh, I mean, they're all right. He's overgrown. <laughs> he's got an appy on and he can't yeah, fly. He's stupid. So. He's stupid, isn't he? <laughs> he's and stupid. Yeah, I, I, Orville was never my favourite. I like that monkey because he was a bit... Like chaotic, wasn't yeah, he? Like he uh, is, Rod uh, Hull. Yeah, yeah. The monkey was good. I think he was nicked off there, Rod Hull. Him. Cuddles. The, um, the drummer. Cuddles. That's him. I cuddles. The drummer from which English heavy metal band always has Sooty as a mascot on his drum kit? Is it, is it ironically the one with only one arm? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Def Leppard. <laughs> 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 uh, it's not him. I would be wearing it, but if I did that, I couldn't play the drums. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not him. Um, Who, that is an amazing feat, isn't it? Amazing feat from yes, any drummer. Well, incredible, drums incredible. Um, with one arm. Is it the man from Judas Priest? <laughs> it's not. It's the man from Iron Maiden. Nico okay. McBrain. Okay. Apparently, he's right. a big Sooty fan or whatever. Right. All right. There you go. Um, everybody knows Budger loves. Mashed potato. Well done. Well done, Mr. Cliff. I love, well, I love, this is, I love this shit. This is like me. This is <laughs> I love my, this shit. This is, I, I, I can talk about kids TV from the 80s and 90s <laughs> all day. <laughs> spit the dog was famous for his spitting, but who controlled the unruly animal? He was. Uh, I think it was former Newcastle striker Mick Quinn. Yes, well done, <laughs> Bob Calgies himself. Bob he Calgies. also had, yeah, he also had one called Coffin Cat. <laughs> you made that up. It, it never caught on. It never <laughs> caught on. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did he actually spit in on people? <laughs> Calgies. Uh, well, that's the thing. Did he? He must have, mustn't he? He must have he at must least have. gone <laughs> in people's faces. Yeah. It like, must have because the thing was the dog was meant to spit at the interviewer. Mm -hmm. Well, what mm -hmm. what a 
what a trope what's the un- that developed like, this time. Where... Wasn't he on surprise, surprise for a bit though? So when like yeah, people yeah, yeah, were yeah. reuniting the, the lost uh-huh. loved ones, the dog would just spit at them. So he would be going, yeah, we tracked down uh, Jane uh, James's uh, long lost grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. We found her in Runcorn. Uh, he hasn't seen her for thirty years, so let's welcome her on to the uh, to the couch and let's see how we got on when I went to meet her. And what's the dog? What's this got to do with the fucking dogs spitting on people? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, but did the dogs spit at the reunited people? Of course, like, spit the dog. <laughs> and the the ceremonially sort of did it. Like it was, it, it's it's matched them together. Yeah, here is the ceremony of the spitting. Uh-huh. <laughs> like like the yeah. Turkish do. I assume they do. Can't <laughs> say that. I did say that. I'm not bothered. Well, you got what another question. What they're gonna do about it? Are you finished? No, no, I've got another one. Um, which a signed photo of which bay, right? Was in our house from the working men's club. It's also a puppet bay. And I used to look at it when I was young. Where's this come from? Who knows? <laughs> so it was like a that. puppet bear. Yeah, signed for was it there? Was it signed by Roger de Corsi? It certainly was with Nookie <laughs> Bay. <laughs> Why it was in the house? I've got no idea. Why would but it was? If he was in well, the, if he was in Whiteley's club or whatever it was, like, he must it must have been like in the Whiteley's club and like it must have been dished out to all the the parents, I would say. So that's what it was <laughs> oh, to well, come from. Okay, mm-hmm. Roger de Corsi and Nuki Bear. Roger de Corsi, who later went on to swear at people with the bear. <laughs> I've read it here. <laughs> <laughs> and be not very nice. All of these so they, people are oh. totally fucked up. <laughs> they are. I mean, do, do you think it's it's a bit like the magic thing, isn't it? Where the the puppet or whatever takes over the person. Well, you've got There's to that get, bit, isn't it? No, but to get into it in the first place, like they're probably like, oh, this is fun, but then they project all of the things that they think they can't get away with themselves or the parts uh-huh. of their personality or, or doing. that they don't yeah. like or would like to get out or, or projected onto these like external characters that they've created themselves. And like I said, uh-huh. like Rod Hull is literally wrestling with the emu that he's created and has taken away. Like li- That's literally the thing that he's doing. He's fighting this one himself. thing that has made him famous, but as also he hates because it's the only thing he's known for. And every uh-huh. time he's on anything, it descends into him on the floor fighting uh-huh. that extension of himself. It, it, it you does. It's you weird. You do, you think, need... do you think? Do you think it'd make a good a good uh, follow? A good, like Rod Hull's life. I think it would be. I think it would be. Class. Well, there's that for uh, Mel Gibson film by Jodie Foster, wasn't it? The Beaver that um mm-hmm. that was like came out after he's. It was filmed before he was disgraced and came out afterwards. Um, after century, well, that's about, isn't it? What have I you don't seen? Know it? If it's based on Rod Holt. No, no I don't think it's based on Rod Holt. I don't think it's based but on Rod Holt. It's but based what on I'm that he is, ends up. Yeah, I'd like to see that thing. A Rod Holt biopic. Who would definitely. play Holt? Exactly. That's what I was thinking before. It's a difficult one. Um, who would play him? Frank Skinner. Yeah, uh, no, I think it would be the activist Lawrence Fox. 
Oh no! <laughs> well, no, nobody would watch it then, would they? I don't think anybody's going to watch it anyway, mate. <laughs> well, they will watch me. Me, me. It's me. It's me. New proposal. Everybody's going to want to watch it. I mean, why if we picked it for a podcast, people are going to watch or listen to things. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, what about the music? There's a little, uh, there's a little bit of uh, a link with the music, actually. So is it? Well, I'll let you explain the music because you'll know about more about it than me. Well, can you introduce it and then I'll tell you what the story is? Um, no, <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, mu- music this week comes from a uh, King Champion Sounds with. Thou Hurricane. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it comes from the album Between Two Worlds, which is out in October time. Yeah. So this is a band of uh, the, the Dutch, a bit of a kind of super group of like kind of different post punk kind of veterans. And uh, they've been going a while. Uh, and, you know, in certain circles people are really really know and respect who these guys are uh so i'm really stoked that we've got these on actually <laughs> you winced at the use of stoke there didn't you <laughs> <laughs> um and they're like you know if you listen to them it's quite dubby jazzy post-punk so they've been like into and influenced by the likes of the uh, like the fall and can and mm-hmm. Um, public image limited and stuff like that and because of that and a guy who's a huge fan of all of that stuff is the comedian Stuart Lee so when I was doing a little bit about the band today I read a review of one of their previous albums by Stuart Lee Lee and Heron Mm -hmm. the man behind Fist of Fun and Not Rod Hall himself uh, and yeah well we had a little link that is is a uh, very good link (laughs) well done for getting that one yeah, and uh, yeah, I think this song's really good. Uh, definitely, not, yeah. it's not easy listening, that's for sure, but not everything should be. So, uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing what everybody thinks about this. And just send us your rod hole, any new thoughts um, and any other puppet yeah. memories. Would, would you like to be attacked by him? Have you ever been felt up by him? That type of stuff. I don't think I would ever like it. But yeah, let us know, anybody listening who has been uh face to face with the emu and uh we'll face see to face <laughs> face to face to... Um, <laughs> uh, and we'll see you next time or you'll hear us next time thank you very much for listening take care goodbye yes. bye Brett. thanks bye
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.